Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. I'm Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball, and today we have, at layman's terms, Coach Drew Lehman of Trine University, assistant coach at Trine University, the strength and conditioning coach for the men's basketball team. Uh, Drew's played basketball overseas. He was an All-American at Ferris State University, and he's been a big piece of Kramer basketball and now the coach's edge. So coach Lehman, thanks for being on the podcast again. Good morning. How are you doing today? Hey, doing real good today, Steve. Uh, th thanks for having me. Glad to be back. I'm glad to uh, have you back and, and pick your brain uh, a little bit more. So as a college basketball coach, um, well, first off, I'll say this is your second visit on the coach's edge. Okay. So, if you're listening and you haven't listened to the first one, that's okay. You can still listen to this one. They're not necessarily like part one and part two. Drew's a big piece of what we're doing. So he's going to be on multiple podcasts um, as, we're, as we're going through with the Coach's Edge. So with that said, Drew, you're a college basketball coach, and we're going through COVID-19. What are some of the things, before we get into the topics of strength and conditioning, especially in the offseason, what are some of the things as a college basketball coach that you're doing right now? I know you're really limited. Well, yeah, this, uh, this situation has, has definitely uh, caused us to get creative um, a little bit. So we're just trying to find ways to stay busy as much as we can. Um, for us, that has to do with a lot of recruiting. Um, so although, you know, there's not a whole lot of AAU or tournaments going on right now, we're, you know, doing a lot of phone calls, you know, FaceTimes with, with different guys things like that. We've, we've downloaded a few programs to make some graphics and some different pictures to kind of promote our program, some social media, things like that. And now with, we, with things opening up a little bit more and the, the social distancing protocols, we're, we're going to try and go see guys as, as, as much as we can, but just kind of taking it day by day, sort of like everybody else. And, you know, depending on what they, they allow us to do, we'll, we'll kind of get back to work as, as uh, you know, the government and our, our, you know, as Trine University, you know, goes with that and opens us back up. Yeah, you're doing the best you can with, with the situation. And I like how you're getting, getting creative, right? That's, that's good. Um, all right, so digging into some of our questions for the day, we'll talk about you know, some of the best lifts, off-season programming. But one of the reasons why I think you're a big benefit to have on the podcast is, as a Division three coach, you don't get to have your hands on the player like a Division one school does with a player all summer. And so that can relate more so to a high school basketball coach who um, they may have certain things going throughout the, the course of the summer, but not at the level of a, of a division one school. So you have to do a really good job of making sure everything's kind of pre-programmed and, and laid out. So what are some of the key components to a good off-season strength and conditioning program that you give to your players that you hope that they're doing throughout the course of the summer? Well, I, you know, I think some of the some of the best components of a, of a strength and conditioning program in the summer are, uh, you know, one con consistency. You know, it's it's something that uh, you know, with our guys, they got to do it on their own, and, it, and it's got to be something that they do every day. You know, where it's you know not necessarily lifting every day, shooting every day, playing every day, but but something you you've got to get accomplished, and and usually it's it's two or three of those things that you got to do you know, six, seven days a week um, and, and really kind of hold yourself accountable as a player if, if you really want to get better. 
Now, as a Division three program, what we try to do is use the time that we do have to really teach, give them all the different programs that we have. So they, they kind of gain that knowledge when we can work with them. Then that way they can take it with them into the off season and they have a plan of, hey, here's what I'm going to do, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, you know, they don't have to think as much about, okay, well, what should I do today? What should I do tomorrow? We kind of try and lay that out for them as best we can. So when they're, when they're at home or times that we're not allowed to coach based on what our, our rule situation is, um, but they should have a pretty good idea of, of what they're, you know, going to do every day. And I want to, from firsthand experience, I know you do a great job of that because you've designed our, our Coach's Edge lifting program. And, I mean, it's very organized. It's, you know, lift by lift, week by week month by month and so you know if, if a player has an idea of the exercises that they need to do they have the ability to do them and there it is for them i mean they should be able to knock out these lifts and these exercises so they can they can get the results so that organization and, and consistency obviously is is key next question as you design uh, off-season strength and conditioning program or any strength and conditioning program for a basketball player, you know, what are some of the best lifts and exercises that you can help to improve an athlete, especially in the areas of quickness, explosiveness, power? Yeah, well, well when you're, you know, trying to get better at those areas, you know, I think it's important to do drills or exercises that directly correlate with explosiveness or athleticism or, or speed. You know, when, when you start talking about um, the weight room, I, I really like dynamic lifts the best. Um, you know, these are things that are going to hit a bunch of different muscles. Um, for example, you know, a squat, deadlift, or bench press for, for an upper body. I think those three um, right there are really great core lifts to, um, to really create a strong base. And you can, you know, add some smaller supplemental stuff where, where you are a little bit more specific with your muscles. But with um, athleticism, I, I think you got to, you know, work on doing things that make you more athletic. That's being, doing really explosive sprints, you know, for, you know, basketball players. And specifically, I, I think you got to work on changing your speed, changing direction, making a lot of different cuts, um, you know, staying in a defensive stance where you're sliding back and forth. But, but that change of direction is, is really huge for basketball. So any type of plyometric type drill that you can do, where you're, you're working on explosiveness, stopping, starting, things like that are, are going to be really key. And, and, and box jumps as well is another really great one for basketball players because that's something that's key for, for our sport. So my question around that is how do you incorporate both? You know, you've talked about some of the more of the weight room type exercises of uh, squat, right, uh, deadlift, bench press, and then you're also talking about building the, the dynamic movements for an athlete that they're going to have to do in a, in a game. How do you kind of mix and incorporate both of those uh, different areas so that we can get the most out of being able to perform better in a game? Sure. Well, well uh, on a weekly basis, I'd say I, I try to incorporate, um, you know, three days of lifting and, you know, two days of, you know, plyometric type training. Um, that way you're, you're getting a little bit of everything. Um, now the, the lifting days do leave room to incorporate some plyometric type drills. So, you know, if you go from like a one leg squat into a box jump, 
you know, you can, you can throw some of that stuff in there on the same days, but I do like to concentrate, you know, kind of on the lifting, you know, three days a week and, and the plyometric aspect of, of the training, you know, on two days a week. So you really get a nice blend over, over the course of, you know, five days where, you know, you're gaining some strength and you're, you know, really kind of focused on that athleticism. Cool. That makes, that makes sense. And obviously as college basketball players, you know, they might be lifting, working out hard in the morning and have an open gym later in the day, you know, that would cover some of your, your plyometric movements for the day. I would assume you're not going to put a whole nother plyo workout on top of that. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing with, with basketball, especially, you know, playing basketball or going through a basketball workout is a tremendous way to one, get in shape. And like you said, in, increase your athleticism as well. Cause a lot of those different plyometric drills, you can do the same thing with a basketball in your hands, whether that's, you know, working on some ball handling or cut really hard to, to a catch and shoot jump shot, um, th things of that sort. But yes, you know, if you want to be a great basketball player, the best way to do that is to practice your basketball skills. And that's you know, one thing that I, you know, try to stress all the time is you cannot substitute strength and conditioning training for basketball skill training. You know, that you, you just, you just can't, you know, that's a big part of our, of our game now, how it's progressed over time. You know, the size, speed, strength is a huge part of it. But, you know, you still got to possess the skills if you want to be a really good player. Yeah, and it seems like with the, with the rules today, skills benefit you even more, like shooting the basketball. I mean, has shooting ever been more important than it is now? Um, so, I mean, those skills, obviously, you got to put in. You can't bench press a jump shot. Right, you got to get stronger, but you can't bench press Absolutely. a jump shot. <laughs> um, as a, if you're a high school coach, okay, or, or even a college coach as, as you are, and you have your athletes, they're they're showing up, they're working hard on the weight room, they're working on their game, you know, from the eye test and the time that you spend with them, it looks like they're right on the money, but they may need may be neglecting other areas that are. Uh, negating some of their performance. What are some of the things that you think uh, are neglected among the athlete that we as coaches can try to remind our players of? Well, you know, one thing I think is really important for players is, you know, we talk about, you know, in the summer, I think two, two or three days of open gym um, can be, can be really valuable on, on top of the individual skill development, but, you know, if, if you're not as successful in a game type situation, that, that may be one of the reasons that, you know, you're, you're not playing enough. You know, you got to be able to make reads, make adjustments to what defenders are doing, and you, you got to put yourself in those situations a little bit more. You know, a couple, a couple other things that may not be considered specifically related to, to a sport. Um, you know, I, I think your, your nutrition is a big part of that as well. You know, um, you know, if you're not eat, eating the right foods, you know, getting enough water into your body, staying hydrated, that, that's going to really diminish your performance, even though you might be getting a few good workouts here during the week. But when it comes time to really perform at a high level against competition, you know, that's, that's really going to set you back. Same thing with, you know, getting enough hours of sleep at night. You know, you want to get at least, at least eight hours of sleep every night. Those, those things are, are huge, um, especially for, for young people and athletes in particular. Yeah, I think that's great stuff. And don't quote me on the study, but there was something I read that said, you know, as an athlete, the more that you get proper rest, you, the injuries 
the likelihood of being injured goes, goes way down. And uh, some of the stress tests that they can do go way down as well, just by getting the, the proper amount of sleep. And, you know, for a college athlete, I don't know about you, Drew, but when I was in college, especially, I slept a lot. Like I was trying to get like nine or 10 hours of sleep. Now there were a lot of times where I couldn't because of my, my class and my student teaching schedule, but definitely feel the difference when it comes to getting the, the proper amount of rest. All right. So we've talked about the consistency. We've talked about some of the main lifts that we, we want to have incorporating uh, gameplay and plyometric exercises with uh, the lifting program throughout the course of, of the summer. You've mentioned, you know, still playing, eating right. Um, are, is there anything specific that you would like to see your athletes uh, eating more of uh, throughout the course of the year or in the off season, depending on what they're trying to do? Well, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, for, for our guys, we're, we're more concerned um, about, you know, the amount of calories that they're getting. You know, I think that's that's kind of the biggest part for, for our guys. A lot of times college athletes are going to lose weight during the season. So, you know, I just kind of stress, you know, make sure you're eating enough. So, I, you know, obviously we want that to be focused around, you know, good solid sources of protein, you know, some good complex carbs, um, th things like that, a few healthy fats here and there. But, you know, to me, I, I actually focus on somewhat the opposite of telling them what not to eat, mm. you know. And, you know, I, I just try to focus on a few different, a couple different things that they can really concentrate on, you know, pop, chips, things like that, that really have, you know, almost zero nutritional value and are really just going to affect you negatively, just kind of trying to stay away from those things. But, you know, I'm not, <clears throat> you know, some things that get a bad rap are actually not terrible for athletes to eat. Um, like, like pizza is a, is a great thing to eat, you know, especially after a high level of competition after a game things like that, you know, it's high in calories, you're going to get some proteins, carbs, a little bit of fat in, in there, but you know, that's actually not bad for recovery. So the amount of calories you're intaking is, is huge. And then, and then staying away from the bad stuff, you know, highly processed things, fast food, a lot of sugar, things like that. You want to kind of try to avoid. Oh, that makes, that makes a lot of sense when you explain it, explain it as well as, as well as you did, obviously pop and chips, things like that there's never going to be a good time to, to really eat those. All right. Great stuff. So now I want to ask you maybe the most common question that I get is, should you lift weights and then go shoot? So when I say, this is the question I get most from players, right? They're always asking me, coach, should I go uh, lift and then shoot? How should I format my workout throughout the day? Because, you know, I work with a lot of players that are working towards playing college basketball. They want to get ready. They're doing uh, multiple workouts each day. They want to know how to layer it. What's your advice on lifting and then shooting? Well, yeah, I, I think that's a perfectly acceptable thing to do. And, and almost, you know, if you're focused on basketball and you want to be a really great player, I think it's, it's something that you have to do. Of course, if you're going to be in the weight room, because, you know, if you're, if you're lifting three days, three days a week, you know, you're going to have to use one or two of those days to get in and, and get some shots up as well. You know, one, I think this is a, a great way to kind of loosen up your muscles after a lift. And, and also, I think one of the benefits of it is it, it will kind of simulate what your, your shot's going to be like in a game. You know, if, you're, if your legs are tired from lifting, well, 
I don't know many guys that don't have tired legs in the second half or late in the game in basketball. And you're, you're going to have to perform and make shots under those conditions all the time. So I think it's actually a great way to, to simulate more of a game situation when you're by yourself or doing an individual workout, something like that. But again, if you're not going to shoot after you lift, then what you're probably doing is not getting enough skill workout in. So I, I don't think this is going to affect you, that, you know, that negatively. You know, it could, you know, maybe mentally. You know, I know that those first couple shots, you know, after doing a bench press or doing some some heavy upper body lifting, you know, they don't quite feel right. But, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, you should be able to loosen up your muscles a little bit and kind of get those back to normal. So, you know, I, I think it's it's an important thing to do. And under the right circumstances, you do it with the right mindset. I, I think it could actually help you tremendously to do so. So a couple things that you mentioned. One, um, that makes me feel better about how I lifted and, and shot during my playing career. And then the second thing that you mentioned was um, mentally. You have to understand, if I just do a bunch of bench and you know skull crusher exercises, I'm probably going to miss those first few shots. Right? My, my body has to, to get used to transitioning from lifting a heavy weight into this light little basketball that I'm shooting. And I have to mentally be okay with that, understand that. And then after 10, 15 minutes, you're going to be loosened up, right? It's a great way to loosen up after a lift. And then you can get more into your normal position of what it would feel like to shoot uh, in a normal workout or shoot in a game. Sure. Um, so, and and uh, one, of the, one of the mistakes I see guys making, you know, with that is, you know, whether they, they think it's funny or they just don't know quite yet, but the first shot they go out there and take is from, you know, 25 feet away. Well, yeah, that's going to be a real difficult shot for you to make at, at any time, let alone after that. So, you know, starting in around the basket, you know, a couple different layup drills, you know, some form shooting for five, 10 minutes, that's going to really make a tremendous difference versus just going out there and jacking up shots. I couldn't agree more. And, and here's the thing, like when I was playing overseas, I would format we could we had to lift a certain amount of times per week uh, for the team that I played on my last two seasons, and then we we had a shooting workout a certain amount of days per week in the mornings. So I would almost always go lift first, and then go directly to our shooting workout. The shooting workout is not a game, right? I want to play well in the game. I want to make shots during the game. My game is not. I need to be fresh and start out boom, right away, knocking down every form shot as we start our shooting workout. Um, it's important to understand that, you know, we're, we're going through this whole process and we may feel worse at times, but it's really to build ourselves up towards performing better in a game. That's an important thing to keep in mind for, for athletes. Um, in the off season, what are some ways that you go about engaging your athletes to continue to lift and work hard especially as a college coach you don't have access to them hands-on throughout the summer yep well the, for us kind of the best way i think is is sort of twofold one um you know contacting them all you know but one, at least once a week something like that just to check in see how they're doing you know make sure they know that their success is really important to us and, and what they're what they're doing <clears throat> that we're keeping tabs on that. I, I, th I think that that really helps. And, and two, setting them some different goals. You know, hey, this is where you started. You know, we want to get you to 
gain five or 10 pounds or, you know, increase your bench press by 15 pounds over this amount of time. Um, Cause you know, you know, the only way to do that is really get in there and, and work at it and, and do those things. So I, I think those two things um, are really important. You know, one thing that doesn't exactly show in the summer, um, but you know, playing time is a, is a great motivator or, you know, guys that, you know, don't get as much as they want the year before, or, you know, want to be an all conference player, something like that, you know, <clears throat> reminding them of things like that in, in a positive way, of course, I, I think is important, but, you know, having them lay out what they want to accomplish and then just kind of checking in with them on a, on a, you know, weekly basis at, at minimum is, is, is really important for us. That's fantastic. You're communicating on a consistent basis. Um, you're setting some control goals in place where if they consistently put in the work, they can, they can get stronger. They can put on weight towards uh, the end of the year. And then you're doing this with the end in mind, which is, which is the basketball season, right? More, more playing time, uh, winning a conference, uh, being an all-conference player. And, man, that's so important because as an athlete, it's easy to lose sight of the vision because sometimes you're, you're so kind of stuck in the, the daily grind, you can lose sight of it at times. And so you as a coach, continuing to remind your players on a weekly basis, say, this is what we're working for, right? You're doing this now for something later. Um, I think that that's key and something that I know that if I was playing for you, I'd be, I'd be motivated to, to, to work harder and put in more time in the gym because of that. Now, I have to ask you about types of workouts. Now, it sounds like you have a, a very specific plan that you have your players doing. I've known uh, colleges that have done CrossFit workouts. And I always, you know, I've, I've heard a bunch of stuff about CrossFit. I don't know enough about it. What are your thoughts on CrossFit type workouts for basketball players in the offseason? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think actually CrossFit workouts are, are tremendous and the people who do those are, are actually really terrific athletes. Um, for, for us personally, I, I don't really implement a ton of CrossFit type exercises um, because I, I don't think it's really specific to what you're trying to accomplish as a basketball player. You know, most of our movements are really explosive and, and then you're stopping, starting. You know, I'm trying to increase speed and athleticism in the, in the off season in particular, whereas, you know, a CrossFit athlete is going to do, you know, 15 to 20 reps of an exercise, take 15 seconds off and then try to go at, go at it again and see how many they can do in, in as little time as possible, where I, I want to increase that, that rest time, let your body recover so that you can be really, really explosive on every single set or every rep or every exercise, whatever it is you're, you're doing that day. Um, I try to focus on those things in the off season in particular, where you're just kind of gaining size, strength, quick, explosive bursts um, in, in the exercise. Um, some of the other things that scare me a little bit about CrossFit is they do a lot of different exercises that are really difficult to learn and take a lot of time and, and patience. Um, so it's, it's actually a lot of skill involved with CrossFit exercises, um, whereas I'd rather spend that time, you know, obviously working on our basketball skills. And, and some of those exercises actually put a lot of strain on your shoulders, which, which 
scares me to death a lot of times with, <laughs> with basketball help. guys because there's a lot there's a lot of small ligaments that can tear really easily and up up in your shoulders in particular and you know I want to try to protect those those muscles as much as possible. It's funny that you said um, you talked about the skill of lifting almost in CrossFit. You know, CrossFit in, in a sense is like a sport, and mm-hmm. um, you know they're going to try to beat a time. Like, how can they fast? Can they get through this workout in the time? And you talked about you know resting for a longer period of time, working on your explosiveness, and the fact that I heard another coach talking about. Um, we want to work on skills with basketball. So if we can give them lifts that are a little more uh, simple, now we don't have to teach so much of the skill of the lift. We can spend more time teaching the skill of the basketball, and then they can just go ahead and work hard in, in the weight room. Um, and then you said, you said it much more eloquently than I did, but I thought that was cool because I've heard that from uh, a few other uh, strength and conditioning people. Uh, la- last question, Coach. And you, you led me into it. You talked about the importance of resting in between your sets. And I think this is huge. Uh, oftentimes as athletes, we, we think that if we just keep working hard, working hard, don't stop, then that's, that's a better workout for us. Explain the importance of a proper rest to, to work ratio when we're working out. Yeah, well, well I think it's huge um, to – to get the strength gains, the explosive gains, I, I think you have to rest because, again, if you're just wearing your body down, those last few reps are not going to be as explosive. So I do think it's really important to kind of take your time between, let your body recover a little bit so that each rep of every exercise you're doing is extremely explosive so your body kind of gets used to doing those movements. You know, if you, if you wear yourself down, you're, you know, typically jumping 40 inches and then your last three you only can jump 20 inches because you haven't let your body recover enough then you're you know you're kind of missing out on some of those gains or hey I'm going to gain you know two or three inches on my vertical versus kind of leveling off and and staying staying the same again that kind of goes back to the the crossfit a little bit more where hey I'm jumping on a 30 inch box 15 times and you know in one minute versus I'm now I'm jumping on a 42 inch box, you know, five times. So, you know, your reps are a little bit lower, but you're kind of trying to increase your strength gains um, or your explosiveness, quickness, all, all those different types of things. So the rest time is huge, you know, in the weight room, I tell guys all the time, it's, it's not, it's not a race. You know, I would, I would much rather, you know, skip the, the last exercise because we ran out of time because you've got really, really high quality reps on the on the first six or seven lifts versus getting them all done in a really quick time and you know you may not have lifted as much or you may not have jumped as high things like that uh, it's not a race that's a that's simple but really important to to mm-hmm. understand um and so by resting a longer duration when we're doing um high explosive type exercises in the long run, we're going to gain more strength, more explosiveness, more quickness because of that simple change in formatting. And, you know, it may be common sense to some, but I also think this is going to benefit a lot of coaches who maybe didn't quite understand that. And so being able to, to rest longer into our exercises to get more explosive, that's going to be a key piece for our athletic development. Coach, as we wrap it up, is there anything that you want to touch on 
uh, that we missed? I I, th I think we covered covered a decent amount, but again, just just important to like you said that that daily process with with kind of a somewhat of an end in mind is is I think really really important. You know, if you want to want to accomplish something, it's got to be something that you're willing to do every single day. Yeah, and you have the consistency in place with with your team. Um, you've you've designed our Coach's Edge uh, off-season lifting program. It's phenomenal. Um, those listening and watching, you can contact us, and, and we'll show you how you can go about getting access to that. Coach, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Good luck during this this unusual time of the coronavirus and COVID-19, and I'm sure we will talk to you sooner than later. Thanks again, Coach. Sounds good. Appreciate it. All right. Get after it today.